Hi everyone. How is everyone doing this week? I guess we're just gonna hop right into it. Um, this week I shared my presumed coronavirus and that I'm on week three. Um, I'm not gonna go into the details, but if you want to take a look, go to my highlights. I share a little sick face, and that's my COVID story. So again, I used the word presumed very, very, very intently here. So just know that. And anyone who's struggling right now, just I'm sending so much love and light out to you. I, you know, I think this has been a really challenging emotional and physical time for myself. And I'm actually getting a little emotional talking about it. But, um, you know, being alone and you know, in all of the ways, being physically alone and, you know, mentally alone has been tough. Um, but that's life. And, you know, I couldn't share all of the positives without being honest that there are some negatives. Um, but overall, I am getting so much better. I feel so much better. It's just, I think, an emotional, like, residual toll is taking on. And, um, which many people, whether you have it or not, I think it's very normal to start feeling, you know, anxious. And that's me. So I'm going to take a deep breath. And I'm going to continue with this week. So here we are again. This is my fourth week alone. I'm missing my guests immensely. I hope you guys enjoyed my episode with Adam. We're definitely going to be doing a bunch of those. Um, you know, this week I spent the week alone. I did my first Passover alone. It was, again, things have just been isolating. I don't want to make this negative or emotional, which is clearly what's happening. So I'm going to get right into, I just want to brief that my friends, my family, my boyfriend, their family, everyone is still very well. My little nephew, Miles' first birthday is tomorrow. I'm recording this on a Friday, so it'll be tomorrow. Happy birthday, Miles. i love you so much, Milo, um, you know, I'm just, every day, I just, like, I'm hopeful for better news, and again, I have to stop talking about this, because I'm gonna get so emotional, so let me talk about shows, because that's all we've really got, (laughs) so obviously, my number one favorite to go to right now is Summer House, so I'm gonna go right from last episode, so if you didn't catch up from last one it ends with Carl basically telling Jules and Jordan that he wants them out and like he does it in the most vulgar mean way ever and like Jules never did anything wrong Jordan's annoying but he was their roommate for a while I don't know I just find it all weird um anyway Carl's nuts coming at Jules and Jordan like like I don't know have some like chivalry Jules is so upset and Paige and Amanda are just super compassionate Hannah's definitely drunk and just, like, not in the state of mind that Amanda and Paige are in to, like, fully grasp it. I actually literally, like, watching the episode put my middle fingers up at Carl because I was like, you're just, like, rude. And, like, I don't care if you could see it or not. I just think you're rude. Um, The next part I'm going to talk about was the party, which was hysterical. I mean, Kyle is just, in my opinion, so funny. The best quote he says is, he's everyone's like fighting and whatnot and he's just on his own drunk which is usually how a lot of things end up and he's like 
in the pool inside of one of those like uh inflatable like round things you go inside of and he's like I feel like a gerbil and like it's just you know in the midst of everyone fighting you can always count on Kyle to like be just doing something absurd so now they're getting ready and Hannah and Luke are like getting at it like 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 we're talking like they're going for it so that night, Amanda undresses Kyle, and it's just so funny. Like, if you've watched the last couple seasons, the amount of times that Kyle just passes out, and, like, she's like, Kyle! 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 Oh, Kyle! And she's, like, pulling his, like, show up. He's, like, a dead body. It's just, like, you just really gotta love them. And if you don't, like, just, you're not on my vibe. Uh, Amanda and Paige, pure gold. I'm loving their closeness. I think it's amazing. I understand fully. They both have serious boyfriends. I get it. I get the vibe. And I get that they both, like, want to stay home a little bit more. Like, I am like that. I'm left with the question. Jules, who did you go home with? And we will get to that. So, Hannah sleeps with Luke, but they didn't bang, which... You know, knowing Hannah, it doesn't come as a surprise, but, like, I think everyone was kind of hoping, like, ah, let's see what happened. Um, but Hannah has mad respect for herself, so, like, yay, Hannah, for not doing that. Kyle's really grateful for the party and that it was fun and, you know, that he's just, that he had a really good time despite what may or may not have happened. Um... Getting back to Hannah and Luke, Hannah loves Luke jealousy. I am pretty surprised, but Luke hasn't told, um, I, I don't know how to say her name, but Yelena about Hannah, and, like, he needs to open up and not, like, ruin whatever he has going on with Hannah. Hannah is basically, like, toying but not giving in yet. She's just, like, being a little bit, bit of a tease, which I feel that, and I think she has every right to. So now we have Jules coming in from the night before while everyone was like pretty curious where she was and everyone called that she was probably sleeping with Craig. Craig is, I believe, a castmate from um, Southern Charm, right? And the roommates guessed it and (laughs) she says he cheered her up and she's just so funny about it. She's literally like with a flirty face. She's like, she cheered me up. He cheered me up. Um, she still, she still feels very weird about, around them, rightfully so, but, like, she makes the best of it. I have to say, I just love this, uh, it's, like, Luke's turn to talk about him and Hannah, and he's, like, they didn't go to Bone Zone, which I just, like, I I just, like, love, like, Bone Zone, like, I just, like, live for a real, like, uh, moment like that, that's why reality TV and Summer House is probably one of my favorites. Hannah and Jules are cleaning from the party and talk about the day before. Jules is obviously concerned because she heard Jules isn't connecting with others and backing Jordan up. She really believes they were close, and she's sad. Hannah's comforting and feels really, really bad. But she's also, like, pretty upset by Amanda and Paige, but she ultimately squashes it with Jules. Then Hannah, Amanda, and Paige have a talk, and Hannah confronts them. It obviously hurts Hannah's feelings, Paige makes it funny and is like, Amanda probably said it, which they end up going back into production and Amanda was the one who said that, like, Hannah didn't feel the connection. So then it's really clear to Hannah that, like, someone's not saying something, so they have a house meeting. And the house meeting was about kicking Jules out and they ask 
about her and Jordan. Carl just feels so disconnected. Like, he just feels that she's so disconnected from everyone else. And Jules gets upset and says, this is a tough group. And, you know, I just feel really bad for her because they've been together for, you know, as a group for three, two to three years. And she's the new girl. And again, she's had her own troubles fitting in. And Hannah tries to just explain to her that they're like a family and, and, you know, Jules explains she wants another chance and Paige backs Jules up and like it, it all comes back to displaced anger and she never did anything wrong. And that's kind of how that episode, that, that segment ends. They go back to the city to come back for the weekend. Lindsay comes back from Tulum and is at a laser away company that she does PR and she's funny. She talks about the perks, and I dig her for that. <laughs> she's like, of course I get free laser. Duh. Um, and Hannah comes by the event, and they talk about the house drama this weekend. So then we get to Paige and her parents, which I just, I've just i been waiting for this moment. So Paige and her parents are having lunch, and it's so cute. I can't even with her mom, Kim, and her dad, Gary. They're just like, they're exactly what you would imagine Paige and her family to be like. Like, like deeply just like they love her so much and she just loves them so much and it's just really really sweet um Paige gets to talking about her and Perry's relationship and how she's just navigating and she's talking about how her and Amanda are getting closer and Hannah's gravitating towards Luke and it's just like a really natural you know talk you're having with your parents and especially now we're older it's very normal to talk about you know sex what's going on who you like who other people like and you know especially with your mom now it's much it's it's so much easier than back in the day so I really love that conversation they all had and I I love seeing a happy family (laughs) so now we are back to the house we're back to the Hamptons lover boy I wanted to bring this up because actually Danielle brought it up and I was so glad that she did she brought up like what Carl's role in it because I was always so curious and I think it's really interesting that Carl is working with his friends. I wonder how that is going to pan out. And, you know, again, he's just so up and down that, like, I feel like with someone with Kyle, I'm kind of shocked Kyle, like, I know they're friends. I'm kind of shocked he hired him just because I feel like when you want something to be consistent, you need somebody consistent. And I just think Carl has shown inconsistency, but I also want to give him the benefit of the doubt that life is life and things sometimes take a turn for a a turn. And I have to understand that. So Lindsay is turning 33 and she's throwing herself a murder mystery party. And Steven from a few facts, few facts from a few seasons ago comes back and really fun fact. I saw him at Polo Bar a couple months ago and I'm definitely the only person who noticed. Let's just put it that way. Um, actually, my I hope to be soon sister-in-law noticed too, and was we were both you know we're both Bravo fans, so it was funny. But we were definitely the only people in there who knew who he was, which is I guess kind of cool. Hey, Stephen. Paige expresses to Amanda that Hannah that Hannah and Luke that Hannah. And Luke haven't, like, really shared much of their relationship. And that Luke hasn't told Yelena. I'm so sorry every time I say that name. And she just feels really weird about that. And she finds something a little bit off about the fact that he's not being honest with either girl. And, you know, I guess just in Hannah's defense, Hannah, and this is just me speaking, I think Hannah doesn't want a commitment yet. So, like, 
I think it's okay for there to be a middle weird in-between space. Kyle mentions Carl's stresses, and it brings me back to where I stand, that Carl does not know what he wants or what he needs, or, like, how to be productive. And again, I'm no doctor, I'm no one, but his work ethic is so off. And Kyle's showing concern for sure is something that I expected. And as I mentioned a couple minutes before, something I would assume Kyle, I, he's a hard worker, I would assume that he wants people kind of on his wavelength there. So they all go to public house. And honestly, I just literally put Carl is annoying. Like he's just annoying. And that's just like all I have to say about public house. And Amanda announces that she's quitting her job and working full-time for Loverboy. And I believe as the full-time creative, which is amazing. And if that's what's going to make them happy, great. I think it took her a while to come up with that decision. So I think, you know, she didn't jump into it. She thought about it. So excited for them. I'll be honest. I have not tried Loverboy. I'm not the biggest drinker, but I'll give it a chance for sure. So now we are at another Luke situation. So Luke's annoying about his in-between situation with Yelena and Hannah, but he actually ended things. So I'm glad, but he's not over his ex from three years ago, which is just like, it's all just like bizarre. And he keeps talking about that. He got her an engagement ring. So keeps leaving me thinking about his messy past and like who he is actually interested in. Like, is he interested in Yelena? Is he interested in Hannah? Or is he trying to just block his three-year relationship and potential engagement out and whatnot. I, again, I can't with Carl. He's so dramatic. I deeply, deeply need him to get well because I just can't handle him in this, in this show anymore. Uh, They go home and the girls get into pajamas and go to Paige's room and have a talk. And basically her and Lindsay get into it because Lindsay thinks Hannah should live her life and figuring it out, figure it out of herself. And Paige is just like talking about it. She's not like, you know, gossiping here or there. She's kind of just like, she's looking out for her friend and she just like wants there to be honesty. And I think Lindsay's just being a little bit annoying here. And, you know, this again, when I say these things, I'm saying them in a way that like they live together. It's okay for them to get annoyed with each other and whatnot. So, Lindsay goes and she stirs up, stirs up the pot and tells Paige, tells Paige that she's entitled, which is just super rude. Hannah says, says that Paige and Amanda are too clicky. And this is obviously a drunken, like, fight that Lindsay made bigger because they're all wasted. And again, that's something we always have to, I always have to include when they're fighting. (laughs) I love this note. Hannah just wants to fuck Luke sleeps with him but she only makes out with him Paige recaps the night with Hannah and Lindsay coming at her that her and Amanda are clicky Lindsay's murder mystery party and her quote-unquote friend Stephen comes and mind you I thought Stephen was from the uh past couple seasons it's actually a guy she's like hooking up with or something and it's a 1920 themed party around the prohibition era and they all looked amazing honestly Lindsay brings Hannah uh, and Lindsay again brings Hannah, in my opinion, is stirring the pot, not my vibe. And that's really the end of the episode. You know, I wasn't obsessed with this episode, but like they're giving me good, good content to work with. So Vanderpump, I'm going to be, again, totally honest. I'm pretty over it. Um, but like, I'm hopeful they'll show up and give us something better. I 
you know, it's again the witches of WeHo fighting, arguing, you know, Tom and Katie are going to go to Vegas and get married again. Stasi is wondering when she's going to get engaged. Um, it's just, it's just not that interesting. And I just like, don't need to, until something good happens, I will, I will share it. So I'm going to get to the Kardashians and I have to start, Adam and I will definitely recap this, but I'm gonna, for those of you who will miss it, I am going to start by talking about, it was so crazy. Um, Adam and I recorded two days ago, uh, just like a recap of the Kardashians and I posted it yesterday and Thursday and that morning I wake up and I'm just searching through Instagram and I see I'm not like a big uh like voice show person but I see the mass singer and I'm watching it and it's really really good and I'm like who is that and fucking nothing is a coincidence it's Jordan Woods like what are the chances that the week that Adam and I decide to do this that Jordan Woods shows up as the masked singer like what and like wins and like she's very good like Jordan bravo you really crushed it anyone who hasn't seen it I urge you to watch the masked singer she's the kangaroo it's really 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 good so now getting to the episode um court decides to take a step back and the girls are super supportive of whatever makes her soul happy as kim would say um basically this episode scott shows an open house yada yada i'm really proud of him i think it's cool that he is you know really taking a business stance and you know going to these events in in arizona and just like really putting himself forward forward in you know, not the Lord Disick sense, but like, hi, I'm Scott Disick. I would love to help you redo your home. Like, like as an actual fucking human. And I love that. <laughs> One of my favorite quotes that uh, Scott says is, he's a bachelor out here. <laughs> Actually, oh, I'm sorry. He, he did not say that. Kylie goes about Mason. He's a bachelor out here. And it's just so funny. It is kind of true. If you look at Mason, like he's like hanging out with like all of these TikTokers and Addison, he kind of is like a, you know, like a 10 year old bachelor or maybe 11. Oh my God. This part killed me when, um, Chloe's telling Chris that she looks like she has a toupee on and I'm still not sure if she did or didn't, but like, I love them for just calling each other out. Um, basically in this episode, I'm not going to go super, super deep, but Chris is super interested in why Chloe won't date. And, you know, as Adam said, Chloe is, again, a shady lady. And I think Chloe wants people to understand the fact that she wants to be single and focus her energy on baby true and just her own self-healing, which is empowering. And I think, you know, the family's having a hard time getting it because they just want her to be happy and with someone. And Kendall makes an appearance and you know, I'll start here. Kendall makes an appearance. They're eating at a restaurant with Chris and Chris is talking about how she's like, didn't get any sleep. She was up all night. Obviously her and Corey were banging it out and she's just everything. She's such a queen. She's on like literally a love high, like on a love high, like every, every spoonful of anything she eats, she's like, mmm. And Kendall and Chloe's reactions are priceless. They're just, like, straight up disgusted. And Chris explains she's going through a stage and she's really having, like, the time of her life and, like, loves her sexual age transition, which is scientifically true that 
Uh, I believe when women reach a certain age, they sexually peak. And I think that's where Chris is. I'm like, listen, honey, I'm here for it. And this part I just quickly wanted to go for. Kendall's house is fucking sick. And I love that. I love all of their houses. But she turned. What I loved about this one is it's just something I would so do too. And Adam, you're going to love this. Kendall's house is amazing. But she turned her theater room into an art room. And like, it's just amazing. She has like sponge paint everywhere and every kind of paint. And like, she has like little like paint suits for everyone to wear. I'm just like loving it. Um... And another quote that I loved was, you know, uh, Chloe's trying to make like a wing for her. She's making art and (laughs) it's like not turning out the way that she wants. And I believe it's Scott who says it, but he's like, art is what you make it. And it's just like funny from the whole art vandalay situation, whatnot. So then we get to MJ and Chris and this is really, really cute. I mean, I love MJ and if you don't know who MJ is, that's Chris's mother Love that she's here. Love that she's around. Just love her. You can totally tell where Chris gets it from. And they're shopping for toys for the holiday. (laughs) And Chris, and they're at Dick's Sporting Goods. And Chris comes to this conclusion as she's asking a guy if he knows anything about basketballs. Mind you, this guy is like 6'6", like long curly hair, like definitely plays ball. And she comes to this conclusion that like Dick's Sporting Goods is the place where you're going to meet your man. Like, like is convinced that this is where Chloe's gonna meet her guy so she literally calls Chloe like Dick Sporting Goods and like has her on the phone with random guys and it's just like gotta love Chris but she's being extra and like like Chloe just <laughs> loves her mom so much but like she just needs she just needs to be alone and it, it's just it's just funny um and then Chloe and Khadija get Froyo and um Khadijah and her, Khadijah gets a call that she saw, that somebody saw Corey at a hotel with a redhead, sorry, Khadijah gets a call that they, that somebody saw Corey at a hotel with a redhead, and, you know, at first, I think they were thinking, like, what the fuck, I immediately, immediately was like, oh, Chris and Corey are obviously role-playing, and five minutes later, we get a whole scene, the hotel room, Chris is in a, like, deep red, not deep, more burgundy red wig with, like, she looks like a French maid, to be completely honest, and that's how it ends, and it's just really, really cute, and, you know, Adam and I will leave the rest for you, so a new show that just came out that I really like, um, I was a huge Mob Lives lover, if anyone that was ever into it, and, This show is called The Families of the Mafia, and it's a brand new show on MTV, and it's about four mob families' aftermath. So the four families are the Gravanos, if you know Sammy the Bull, the O'Tools, which is an Irish mafia, which I never knew about, and these two others, the the Augustine family, and the LaRoccas. And it's a great episode. I urge you to try it. It's on MTV Thursday nights. It's really fascinating. I mean, I've always really been interested in the world of the mafia. So to see the aftermath and to see, like, you know, for instance, Sammy the Bull has grandchildren. It's interesting to see that, like, you know, these grandchildren want to take over the mafia. And it's like their parents are telling them, like, no, no, no. So it's really interesting. And it's also really interesting to see, like, felons their afterlife and like that they live in like amazing conditions and have like like Sammy the Bull lives in a in a compound. He doesn't even live in a house. 
So I, I already spoke about High Fidelity last episode. I highly urge you to watch that. If you haven't watched Unorthodox, I urge you to watch that as well. And then recap on my last episode. The last thing I want to talk about is my friend Caroline Calloway. She's coming out with a book, which I already pre-ordered. I urge all of you guys to order it. It's going to be fucking amazing. I'm not going to get into Caroline's backstory because I think that's a place for everyone else to go and Google search it for yourself and make your own synopsis of it. But she's one of my very good friends and she raised over 40k to donate masks and medical medical supplies by sharing a deeply well-written article in response to one that was written about her on the cut from her ex-best friend. I won't get so deep into this, but because I have an immense amount of respect, I will say that Caroline owns up to every negative quality that her friend had exuded in this essay. Not an easy thing to do, and I hope we can all kind of take notes from that, and that, you know, who we are, who we were five years ago and who we are now, that's not a narrative you need to live in forever. In this last year of meeting Caroline and becoming friends with her and having dinner and getting stoned, mind you, we have never hung out, but boy, did we vibe so fucking hard. Caroline is so smart and comical, and I'm just like, I'm just like, listen, she went to Cambridge, and I went to Arizona, and I think that's just like the best way that you can put it. I mean, like, we literally vibed over quail eggs, like, just like how we ate them for dinner, and then we just sat and were stoned and looking at how cute the little gorgeous eggs were, and like, that's a friend that I can get behind, like, one who's going to teach me about Matisse, but then also we can sit stoned and like, admire a beautiful mini quail egg like straight up the kind of friend who can make me laugh and enjoys the little things again like the cuteness of a quail egg or flowers or eating off a pan and that's something that I love about and I think that's why our relationship works because Caroline and I are so different where it evens out and I just hope for anyone who has read about her they really read deeply and you know don't judge a book by its cover and it's funny because she is coming out with a book and you know, I'll never forget when I first listened to a podcast about her and I was just confused. And you know what? It reminded me that people are confusing. I'm confusing. People probably look at me and are like, what is she doing? But you know what? Caroline's fucking interesting and she's really kind and she's a really good person. And I hope that in all of my weirdness and everything that people see some of that in me and people see the realness that I share with others and you know I I love Caroline for share for sharing the ups and the downs and again that's her story to share so I'm gonna let you do the googling of that one but I thought that that was a really good one to end on because she just shared her these articles and she just made so much money to help this insane moment of seeing of of COVID and you know she knows that I have it and it's just like a real for me specifically again I'm not I don't want to get emotional but to put your own personal you know your own personal things that you're not proud of out there to help the world is really wonderful and you know she said a lot of things that she wasn't proud of and I don't think that's an easy thing to do and I hope we can all take a page from Caroline's book literally and figuratively and take ownership and be kinder to others especially in this time and be kind to ourselves and in that you can kind of feel that she's like 
this past year has been about like forgiving herself and forgiving, like, you know, giving people the chance to tell how they felt about her and her taking it and not reacting and taking it and responding with like calmness and grace. And, you know, it brings me back to this time right now of having calmness and grace. And, you know, I hope that this podcast found you in better spirits. I hope that you feel a little bit lighter and brighter this week. I hope that you are finding lots of lots of light in the little things in reading a book and talking to somebody in <laughs> watching somebody's Instagram live Serena Kerrigan you crush it on the Instagram lives um and you know what above all I again I'm gonna get emotional but I hope anyone who's suffering knows that they're not alone and that we're all gonna get through this whether you have COVID or not this is a super isolating time I'm so sorry and you know, I, I think, it, you know, a month later, my emotions are just coming in. And I hope we can all be a little kinder because what I'm feeling today is, you know, I know this too shall pass as everything, but I hope, you know, I, I, I urge the world to just be a little bit nicer and kinder and, you know, Take a moment to please watch High Fidelity, watch Summer House. Uh, take a moment to see families of the mafia and Kardashians and get yourself out of the craziness of the world and take a walk and take a deep breath. And, you know, I've been telling everyone of my virtual clients, like, never forget the power of a breath and how lucky we are to still have that every single day. And again, I'm so sorry. I'm not like this emotional at all. It's not even that time of the month, but here we are and I can't help it. it this is this is life so I'm sorry for crying and I really really hope this next week is a is an awesome one I know I'm getting this is silly but I'm really looking forward to getting this Amazon pa- package and setting up our an espresso and making a coffee designated area and you know, that's, that's it. And, you know, really, although I can't be there to celebrate my nephew, Miles, I can't wait for him to turn one. And it's been the best year of Miles. Miles literally sums up the year for me. He was the biggest source of light and happiness, I think, for the entire family. And again, I'm so emotional. I'm so sorry. But I got to give a big birthday shout out to my boy Milo because he is the best thing that's come into all of our lives and reminds me why I want to be healthy and why to not go out because I want Miles to never experience this ever. And I hope you guys feel that way too. And for any of your little ones, I have a lot of friends who are pregnant or who have little kids and I don't want them to live this life and I don't want them to sit in solitude and you know the kids who are sitting in solitude right now they don't understand it and I'm so glad they don't and can kind of see this as a fun moment to be with their families um and again I urge you during this time last thing I will say is take this time if you feel that you've never gotten rest rest if you feel you never get time to talk on the phone with people you love talk on the phone with people you love If you feel you never get a chance to read a book, read a book. If you feel you need to make amends, 
make those amends. If you want to let go of something, let go. And if you need to talk to someone, seek therapy. It's okay. I think right now is the most important time to talk to a professional if you need it. I feel so lucky to have my therapist, Dr. Blank. I won't name you because I love you deeply. Um, And I'm just so lucky to have my friends, family, and boyfriend who are here for me. And I'm going to leave it at that. I'm sending lots of love and light to every single person out there. I hope that this podcast gives you some hope and love and light. And I hope you can understand my vulnerability at this time. I love you all. Be well, stay well, and let's fucking go.